0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. This is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Now, on today's show, Locked On Royals, which is the only daily Royals podcast about the Kansas City Royals, so let's dive into... A lot of things today, but first off, I want to dive into if the ownership group, the new ownership group in Kansas City, deserves a lot of praise for what they've done so far this offseason. I also want to talk about what's happening around baseball right now as, as we get closer and closer to the virtual winter meetings, and that's typically whenever moves get made and deals get done. And I want to talk about how NL teams are at a significant disadvantage this this offseason right now. And how Kansas City can capitalize on that. But let's start with the ownership group. Because I'm seeing a lot of people praise the ownership group after signing Mike Miner. And after signing Michael Taylor. And to me, that's not why you should praise the ownership group. The ownership group deserves a lot of praise for what they've done since the pandemic. I mean, there, there's employing their employees, you know, keeping them employed, keeping them on the payroll, I mean, they are increasing their scout budget while scouts are getting cut left and right. They are paying minor leaguers. They are doing everything and being an exemplary organization throughout all of this. They're staying true to their family family environment that they've tried to create. They're keeping that at the forefront that all needs to get them praise. Because we've seen that not every organization is doing that. In fact, Kansas City is the exception, not the rule. As most organizations, uh, such as big market clubs like the Yankees and the Cardinals and the Cubs are calling poor, the Royals are just carrying on business as normal, paying everyone who needs to be paid including minor leaguers, whenever, obviously, baseball set a precedent that you can elect not to do that in a pandemic. You can elect not to pay minor leaguers. You can elect, you can elect to cut your budget and cut your staff members willy-nilly. But the Royals haven't done that, so they deserve a ton of credit for, for not doing that. But as for the credit for signing Michael Taylor and Mike Miner, this does not have any bearing to me. It, it's not negative, but I'm not going to take this, these two signings, for peanuts on the dollar, and try to extrapolate that into a a bigger picture and a, and a bigger idea that that nowadays people are not going to get out of Kansas City. I've said all along since they bought the team. You have to give them a chance to prove themselves. Now, the track record in Kansas City under previous ownership groups is that guys like Brady Singer will be priced out of Kansas City's market. But we won't know that about this ownership group for another five years. But Brady Singer is the test. It's not if you can sign Mike Miner. It's not if you can sign Michael A. Taylor. Mr. Glass signed Mike Miner in 2017. They've had plenty of Michael Taylors. I mean, they've gotten better than Michael Taylor. They've gotten Alex Rios, Nori Aoki, and then you can throw in Lucas Duda, who they kept signing for some reason, at first base. Th- these two players here mean nothing. What means something to me is just how, how he has treated people in the pandemic, how he has how he has still followed through with his commitments in a pandemic, whenever he could have looked out for himself. And he could have said, you know what, I'm keeping all this money to myself. I've got to do what's, re- what's best for my pocketbook. No, he's doing what's best for people. And that's what deserves a ton of praise. But the signing of Mike Miner does nothing for me in the sense of predicting how he's going to handle free agency or how he's going to handle re-signing players. Because that's an easy decision to make. I mean, if you if you want a guy like Mike Miner back, he mentioned that he... Felt like he owed this to Dayton Moore to come back to Kansas City. You just throw a couple of million dollars out him and when it's over. You didn't break the bank for anybody. And to be honest with you, I'm not expecting them to break the bank for anyone. My expectation is that you capitalize on this five-year window that you have left with Brady Singer and let the chips fall where they may in free agency. Because I still think that that starting pitching will get Taxed out of Kansas City. I think it will. And then they can prove me wrong at that point. But, again, the only thing you should be praising this ownership group for right now is the fact that they're good people. We don't know anything about the baseball side of things yet. We just don't. There's no way to know anything about the baseball side of things. You can look at the Brady Singer situation and say that how much did the owner have control of that and how much was that Dayton Moore, but the owner does have an advantage to, to manipulate service time and he gave the AOK to call up Brady Singer and not manipulate his service time. So that's also a good thing and that ties back into him being a good person. Sherman. But other than that, we don't, we don't know anything about this group in the sense of their baseball operations yet. And anyone who tells you they do is just lying to you. I would say that Dayton Moore and, and Sherman are making some good moves. We've talked about it at nauseum, the, the minor signing and the Taylor signing. But this does not net them a gold star, right? It's not like they went out and signed Trevor Bauer who I don't expect them or want them to sign. But I did see this narrative after signing Mike Miner that Kansas City was now going to spend money, it was now going to be all in, and they were going to start spending money on this new ownership group. Guys, they signed Mike Miner before. This is the exact same guy you signed in 2017, a guy coming off of a bad season who needs to rebound. So good for Sherman in a lot of other aspects. But his free agency policies and his willingness to spend money on the field is still up in the air. And again, he can he can still do it. We don't know if he will or won't. I'm just saying we don't know. The only thing we do know is that he is a good person. And that has a lot of value to me. Especially whenever we've seen other MLB owners decide not to be good person, uh, good people in this pandemic. So if you want to take anything away from this offseason and this last season about the ownership group and about what they're going to be, they're going to be good people. They're going to treat their employees right. They're going to treat their players right. And then from there, they're at the whim of baseball. They're at the whim of, do big stars want to play in Kansas City? And then can they afford big stars to play in Kansas City? It'll be interesting to see how this organization moves forward. But we still do not know anything about how they're going to spend money in free agency or re-signing players just yet. Coming up, I want to talk about how the National League right now is, is at a disadvantage, and the Royals can capitalize on it. We're back on Locked on Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Stiles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnRoyals. I want to talk about now the disadvantage that the NL is operating under. As the non-tender deadline just passed, they were forced to make decisions on players, keeping them or, or releasing them to free agency. They're forced to make decisions on players that they don't know how they would fit in their team next year. And what I mean by that is, let me preface all this with saying that it's predictable and it would be wise to assume that we will have a DH next year in the National League again, we will have expanded playoffs again. But that's not set in stone yet. There's still a lot about next season still up in the air. So as of this very moment... There is no DH in the National League next year. Now, if I had to bet money, I would bet on it coming back. But as of this moment, whenever you're deciding to tender or not tender players, there's no DH. So if you have a guy who you'd really like in that DH role but would not like him anywhere else on your team, and you're not sure if you have a DH, that leads to some funky, weird, goofy decisions when it comes to releasing players to free agency. And you've seen some names at the open market that I'd really like. I mean, we talked about it yesterday with Michael A. Taylor versus Nomar Mazaria. And goodness, I would have rather had Nomar. But David Dahl is on the open market now. Another outfield bat for you. There's a lot of options out there that I wonder if the Rockies knew without a shadow of a doubt that there would be a DH next year, would they have kept David Dahl? Or was this simply a move they were going to make anyway because they wanted to cut cost? And maybe it was a move that they were going to make anyway. But the fact that the NL is having to decide these things without a clear picture of what their lineup can even look like, can you have the DH or not, is really ridiculous. And it once again plays into baseball just constantly having a huge PR hit, PR hit, PR hit, and just looking like idiots. It's happening again this offseason. But Kansas City can, you know, pick up on all this and, and, and cash in on all this. You see Kyle Schwarber hitting the open market, needing a change of scenery. You see David Dahl hitting the open market, needing a change of scenery. more Mazzaria hitting the open market, needing a change of scenery. All three of those guys have had massive amount of success in spurts at the big league level. All three of those guys have had way more success at the big league level than Michael A. Taylor. So I'm interested to see what the next move is from here for Kansas City come the winter meetings. Because it it certainly seems like this team is just aiming for the middle right now. They don't want to be terrible and get the first overall pick. They don't want to be extremely good and just go all in and push all in. It doesn't seem that way anyway. They just kind of want to be in the middle. Hopefully they'll finish about three games out, five games out of the postseason. And they'll have some fun times throughout the season and some not-so-fun times throughout the season. And then they can tell you that they gave it their best try. It certainly seems like they're just going to run it back with Wit and Salvi and Solaire and not trade any of those guys this offseason. And the only improvements you get is whatever Mike Miner can bring you. And some good defense by Michael A. Taylor. How about that? Some awesome defense. Absolutely nothing at the plate. Whenever you have a log jam of really good young players in the outfield. I don't get the point of being in the middle at the cost of repetitions for your young players. If Mike Miner takes away a spot in the rotation from a young pitcher, if Michael A. Taylor takes away a spot in the outfield from a really, really, really good young outfield prospect like a Kyle uh, like a Kyle Isbell, like a Khalil Lee, like a Edward Olivieras, like a Frenchie Cordero, if he does that, Nick Heath, and you wind up in the middle, what was the point? You could have gotten to the middle by playing young guys. But those two guys aren't going to be the reason why you get to the postseason again. So I'm just kind of confused on the direction Kansas City's going. I think that we're going to get a clearer picture at the winter meetings. And what's funny is the one area that I want them to improve is Michael A. Taylor, and they just signed him. So they're not going to make a move to remove Michael A. Taylor. It's not like they signed him to a minor league deal. Everyone else, I want to see them play again. I want to see what Nicky Lopez can do. Or if you bring what Merrifield down to second base again, and you take Lopez out, and you put another good outfield bat in the outfield, I like that as well. I want to see Hunter Dozier. I want to see the the, the Ryan uh, McBroom and O'Hearn. I want to see Alberto Montero. I want to see Salvador Perez. So the Royals are in such a peculiar spot because they they just what are they going to improve? What are they going to improve? What was the point of signing Michael A. Taylor, a 30-year-old who has no upside and cannot hit the baseball, unless you're trying to make the postseason? Because he, he can contribute to winning with his defense, but unless your goal is legitimately and truly the postseason and you're going to make moves from here on out to get there this season, what was the point of signing him? So we'll see if they make some moves that, that, that can turn them into a winner in the next coming weeks at the winter meetings and leading up to spring training. And maybe they know for a fact that the expanded postseason is there and that if everyone was clicking, they can get to the expanded postseason. Maybe they know that. And so we'll see how that unfolds as well. But it'll be an interesting offseason remaining for Kansas City, especially with the moves that they made so far. Because I, I don't think this organization wants to be in the middle. I don't. I think I, I'm giving Dayton Moore the benefit of the doubt, and I'm giving this organization the benefit of the doubt that they understand that there is no value in having Mike Miner and Michael A. Taylor drive you to the middle. There's no value in that, so they're not gonna they're not gonna attempt to get there. So surely they're gonna do something between now and the start of the season to improve this roster, and we'll be here every single day to talk about it on Lockdown Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.